Check, check, check. Right. So I like to put a thing so I know how long I'm going because sometimes I'll speak too long, but I like speaking. Actually, I don't like... Oh, the big clock in the back. That always helps. Know your surroundings. So good morning. My name is Mike Maroney. I was a pararescue for 20 years. I uh, saw a lot of bad things. I think that we can all agree that we've all seen a lot of bad things. I don't like to talk about the bad things. So I skirt over them very quickly to get into resiliency and what works for me, what can work for you. Uh, maybe it doesn't work for me, maybe it doesn't work for you. But ideas and things that you can have your, your mindset open for other people to be listening to other people, to learn from other people, the better that'll help you and the better it's helped me, is to be able to see other people's, uh, where they're coming from. Because how many times have you guys been in an argument with somebody and you're saying the same thing and you're like, no, blah, 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 and you're arguing with them. You're like, but we're saying the same thing. Can't we just agree? I had a boss. He used to like to play uh, devil's advocate. And he did not, if you could not out-talk him or out-reason him, even though you had a better idea, he would not let you do that. And so I, I learned from, you can always learn something from somebody. You can learn how to be or how not to be. And how I learned from him how not to be was to listen to other people. And one of the things that I hate is that the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program actually exists. The Air Force shouldn't need the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program because the Air Force should be taking care of people and everything, but things fall through the cracks. So you have the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program, and so I appreciate them because I would not be here, just like most of us would not be here if not for the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program. Um, my med board hadn't even started because I was at an active duty base and I was a reservist, and the active duty base said, well, you're a reservist, so we can't handle you. And my reserve unit was like, well, you're not with us, so we can't handle you. For a year, uh, they argued back and forth. And luckily, a chief took pity on me, and he said, you know what? I'm going to help you out. He was active duty. I was a reservist. But he contacted the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program, and he said, hey, uh, this guy's got some issues. He'd use some help. And within four years, I was retired. <laughs> so it took a little bit, but it was okay because I had a lot of injuries and I had a lot of injuries that I didn't even know about. Uh, in 2013, my best friend got blown up in Afghanistan and it, it hit me. And I'd, I'd lost 16 other friends, two other best friends and a mentor. And so I was, I'd just gotten back from a trip. Uh, that's what I call my little vacations in Iraq or Afghanistan. My friend is dead and I'm just like done. I'm pulled down, I'm drinking for two weeks, I'm not shaving, I'm just like, I'm just trying to be numb, like I don't want to feel anything at this moment, I'm just like, ah. My boss sends me to mental health with an LOR, so a letter of reprimand, because I haven't been doing my job because I've been a mess for the last two weeks. My injuries had finally caught up to me to where I couldn't swim anymore, I couldn't run anymore, I couldn't do anything to get this horrible ugliness that was in me and I was just down. My friend dies, pushes me over the edge, not so much over the edge in that I was gonna hurt anybody or myself, but over the edge of what I could take. They sent me a mental health, talked to them. They're, uh, after the fourth time, they're like, okay, well obviously you have PTSD. Obviously I have PTSD. I agreed with them, it was all good. It took me till about two weeks ago to go like, you know what? PTSD, it's not this dirty thing. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, I, don't, I don't hate myself anymore because everybody's got PTSD. Everybody on this planet is unhappy, has been touched, had something happen, bad accidents, uh, seen people die, felt death. All these bad things have happened to every single one of us. 
So we all have PTSD. We're all broken. Broken is a new orange, right? We're all messed up. But if we're all messed up and we all recognize that things don't make sense and that we are hurting, it's okay because you're not alone. Especially with this program, you meet other people. Uh, one of the safest places, I met one of my best friends in this program, his name is Hanley. I was in a yoga class and I like corners because they're defendable and I can see where everything's coming. So I'm in the corner in the yoga class and she had wanted the corner because she also wanted to feel safe. Well, during the yoga class, I passed out. I fell asleep and I'm like <laughs> snoring. I am out. She's like, I don't like you. And I'm like, what? you took my spot and you're sleeping and, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like how do you do this and I said well everybody in this room has PTSD right she's like yes I said I am the safest place in the world because all of you are so hyper vigilant that I can relax right so you find places where you can relax you find people that you can share with uh, in the military we do a lot of compartmentalization I only tell you this amount was bothering me. I only tell you this amount was bothering me. I only tell you, right? So if I can encourage you in your life to find someone that you can just open up to, that you can say, hey, right? This is me. This is what's going on. This is what's hurting. And by being able to share, not like in the um, exposure therapy where you just keep going over your story over again. If you can just say to somebody, be like, you know what? I messed up and this happened. And then the person can go, I am, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry that hurt. But it's not happening anymore. I was a train wreck. I was a train wreck with a boat wreck, with a ship coming in, with an earthquake, with an alien invasion. Like that's how I felt, how messed up I was. But I'm no longer there anymore. I am now the aftermath of that, but now years later, right? Every day that you wake up is a day that you've won. You've won already because you're not there anymore. You're not having to go back there anymore, and you never have to go back in there anymore. So now that you're in a safe place, you can start dealing with what you need to deal with, right? So uh, one of the things that I use is called a three-day window. Today, tomorrow, and yesterday. The only thing that matters is today because if I don't get through today, what matters about tomorrow? What did I do yesterday? What could I have done better yesterday? What should I have done better yesterday? Okay, I'll do better tomorrow. Go to sleep, right? The most important thing is sleep, rest, because you're going, going, going all the time. Our phones keep us busy all the time. The, the TVs, all the input that we're constantly taking. So what I like to do is I like to swim underwater. I swim underwater for 30 seconds, it's a 25 meter pool. I'm only not breathing for 30 seconds. I get back to the other end of the pool, I have up to 30 seconds to go for my next one. And I do this for an hour. And usually within three to five, I've, I've sloughed off whatever's bothering me and I'm just nice and mellow and I'm thinking about how to cure cancer and I'm thinking about other things. Yesterday, after two days of being with you guys, because I feel your pain, I'm very empathetic, I, I, it was 16 before I did not feel the weight of the day on me, right? I needed and out. So if I can encourage you also, an hour a day, do something for yourself. Go sit under a tree, go lay on some grass. There's beautiful grass outside, right? Go do something that you enjoy. Read to your children, uh, watch Moana, what, do some yoga, do whatever that you need. And maybe some days you need two hours or maybe I only need 10 minutes. I, I, I only have enough time to do 10 minutes underwaters. I only have this much time, then okay. But as soon as you can get back to something that fills you up 
and makes you mellow again, you should do it because it will help you live <laughs> your life. Think about how many people, especially in this fire, in the fire department, dudes retire and then within two years they're dead, right? Because they have no purpose. So Air Force Wounded Warrior Program also helped me repurpose myself, all right? I can't help anybody anymore, but I can talk to people. I hate talking. I do not like going, I had to retire my service dog because there was so much going on. And people are like, well, what did your service dog do for you? I'm like, well, I didn't kill anybody. So he served his purpose. And they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> right? It's like, what do you need to do to take care of yourself? And you need to do that. And it's not selfish, right? Um, I talked about this yesterday with you guys. Me, we, they. In the helicopter, am I good? Am I ready to go, all right? I'm on my A game. I've got enough oxygen. I'm breathing. My pulse is ready. Boom, I'm ready to go. We, everybody in that helicopter that was with me, I know that dude's wife, I babysat for that guy. I know everybody in that helicopter. We, they, is everybody outside that helicopter until I know that they are safe, they are friendly, they are a threat because I like him, right? I don't like you because I don't know you, but as soon as I know you, I like you and you're in our protective bubble, right? And if you're having trouble and you're anxious, you got things going on, Think about, it. I'm breathing, all right? I got a pulse. Is anybody trying to kill me? No, I'm okay. All right, safe within three feet, safe within six feet, safe within, I'm totally safe, I have no worries to do. I can relax, because you can't keep a race car in the red, right? You have to relax. This is why in SEER training, they don't let you relax, they don't let you sleep, because after three days, you can start rewiring your brain. And since nobody's getting enough rest, nobody's getting enough relaxation, everybody's cortisol is all, we're all fried because this thing tells me how bad everything is and everything's going on. But I just stepped out the door and looked up and I'm like, it's a beautiful day. There's blue, blue sky and white clouds. So if you can look up and you can find something, oh, look, there's a tree. Oh, I'm breathing. Oh, fresh air, okay. I find that if I'm having trouble with something, I'm not breathing. And breathing correctly is in your nose and out your nose and relaxed. Now I'm running, I'm doing other things, I need in my nose, out my nose, or it's rather in my nose, out my mouth, then I do that. But nice, long, deep breaths. And you should only be breathing six times a minute, right? And so it's hard to breathe six times a minute, right? Well, ah, I got stuff on. But it's a goal, you're trying, right? As long as you're not breathing 24 times a minute, <laughs> you're good, 12, and you just aim, and every little day, or every, just one step, right? Just keep swimming, just keep breathing, just keep learning, just keep growing, and that's what's gonna help you. So your three-day window, all right? I only gotta make it to lunch. My three-day window has now become my three-hour window. I only have to make it to dinner. I only have to make it, right? My three hour window is my 30 minute window. I just have to survive the next 30 minutes. I only have to make one more step, one more breath, one more step, one more stroke, and I'm just in there until I can get back to my three day window. <sighs> right? Um, I had a, I didn't have a run in, but a family member had a run in with the criminal system here, and I saw a 12 year old boy shackled. He wouldn't go to school shackled and all he could see was three steps in front of him, right? Do not live your life to do anything. I knew anything that would get me in jail overnight, right? I don't drink, I'm not driving. I like nothing that would get me in trouble because I like freedom. I like being free. I was not free for 20 years in the military. They owned me, right? You had to do whatever they wanted to do. You said yes, okay, that was the deal. 
but now I'm free and I don't do anything that would ever get me incarcerated or unhappy or I don't hang out with people that are unhappy. I try to hang out with happy people until I come to your guys' events and then I just hang out with sad people. But then that makes me happy because <laughs> somebody's sharing. Somebody, I'm there for somebody and when I speak, maybe I alienate the entire audience, but somebody is able to go, I'm not alone, right? I understand. I feel what this person's feeling. It's like a good song, right? I don't have to write the song because I already felt the song. And, and if you can help somebody feel something and say, hey, you're not alone, what more do you need to do, right? Every day that we're alive is a gift. Every day you're alive is all icing on the cake. You guys ever watch Platoon? Right, one of my favorite movies, and King's telling him, he's like, when you get out of here, every day for the rest of your life is gravy, right? Because you're not here. You're not in this stuff. So um, I take movies and songs and poetry and you guys, and that's where I get my influences. And that's the things that listen to me because God is in every single one of us and he delivers the message through you. It's what I needed to hear. It's what you needed to hear. And we all just keep sharing and we're like, you know what? There's no book. Nobody explained what to do, why we're here, what we're supposed to do while we're here. So we live service, right? I, I teach people that I work with, I'm like, you are lower than scum. You're not scum, but you are lower than scum in that everything above you on this planet is above you. So you serve everything and everyone above you. You're not above anybody. You are not below anybody. You just serve, right? To serve is not, I'm, I'm not groveling. I'm not submitting. I'm, I, I don't submit at all, but I do serve, right? Service to all, submission to none. Give what you're here for. Share your gift. Tell these people what they need to hear and help them because there's sadness in the world. There's sadness in the Air Force. There's sadness everywhere, right? You are the light. Uh, Marianne Williamson wrote this uh, uh, poem, and it was attributed to uh, Nelson Mandela for years, but it's from a book, and she says, you are the light, and that by sh being small and not servicing the light and not showing what we're supposed to be showing, you're actually diminishing Right? Do not take from people. Give. Um, I try to give all my energy. Like when I get done with a speech, I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted because I'm trying to, I'm the Unabomber of hope. I just want anything that I can give you that can go, hey, if that guy can get through it, you know, I, and I have funny games, you know, and, and whatever I need to do that gets me through, sense of humor, right? The darker the humor, the worse the person's probably seen. So if you hear some dark jokes, it's like, Ooh, what has that person seen that they're trying to counterbalance all that hatred or all that things that they've seen? And so I believe I'm a well-armed pacifist. What, what the Air Force allowed me to be as a pararescueman is I'm here to help everybody. I'll shoot back if I need to, but I don't want to. I have helped everybody from little girls in New Orleans to EPWs in Afghanistan. All lives matter, right? The quicker that we can figure out that we're all human beings, there's only one planet, the quicker we're going to fix a lot of these problems because there's no difference between any of us. We are all the same. We're all human beings and we're all going through this going, I don't know what's going on, right? But I know what to do. I serve, I smile, and I do the best that I can and I just keep swimming and I just keep breathing and I have a dream of world peace. <laughs>